Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Authors ask me all the time, should I trademark the title of my book? And the answer will astound you. On today's show, you're going to learn all about trademarks and everything authors need to know about trademarks for their books, their characters, their series, and their business. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a book coach, developmental editor, and ghostwriter. And no matter where you are in the book writing process, I can help you. Our guest today is Joey Vitale. He's a trademark attorney who works with lots of authors and is going to share his wisdom with us today. Welcome, Joey. Dan, thank you so much for having me here. I'm honored. Oh, it's my pleasure. Joey, I've heard that you can't trademark a book title, but you say there are several workarounds that authors can use. Can you share some ideas about that? Absolutely. So it is true that technically speaking, there's a limit there to where you can't trademark the title of a book um, because a book is just a single work of, of art or expression, and that's just how trademarks work. But there are workarounds. The The more common one is to say, okay, I can't trademark a single title of a book, but I can trademark a book series. So that is one option to create a, a series of books that all share that same title. Or another option that more and more business owners and authors are appreciating is to elevate the title of your book so it's no longer just the title. And a lot of business owners love hearing this because they're already doing it. So if if you're looking at your brand and your book title is also a, a go-to catchphrase, a slogan, maybe the title of a podcast or an online course that you're putting together or a workshop series that you're leading. As we work with a lot of business owners, authors, uh, speakers, coaches, where they really want their book title to be that phrase that they're known for everywhere, right? And so it, it makes a lot of sense, not just legally, but strategically for business and marketing purposes to have that book title match other things that you're you're doing. And so that can be a really easy and effective way to, to call legal dibs on the title of your book, but also just as a whole with your brand. Thanks, Joe. I can see where business owners who are writing books can trademark their their intellectual property that way to protect their entire business. And as their business grows, they have more and more legal protection. Awesome. People ask me all the time, do I need to trademark my book title or series name? What do you tell authors, Joey? Well, I I get what what the question is because trademarks can be a weird term. Some people don't exactly know what it is. I didn't until I became a lawyer. And I think the heart of the question is, can I legally call dibs on my book title, right? Like that's what people really want to know. And the the tricky answer here is technically speaking, trademark laws can't protect book titles. But for reasons that Dan will get into, there are creative workarounds to that that will allow you to legally call dibs 
on your book title. Okay, so do I need to trademark my book title? If you take your business seriously. Well, that's an interesting question. Why would... (laughs) (laughs) Look, in the the legal world, you don't have to do anything. Uh, In the legal world, you don't really have to do anything, but you have to think about the consequences. Excellent. What are the consequences if you don't trademark your book title? Then there could be a competitor or someone that just has a similarly named book title or the exact name, same book title that is costing you sales, confusing your customers, and you have no legal course of action to go against them because the the typical way of saying, hey, I've called legal dibs on that is with trademarks. Got it. So so we really should look at trademarks. Hey, I'm wondering, so let's take this a little bit further. Can I trademark characters' names or specific elements from my book? So the, sh- the short and long answer to this is you can trademark anything, mm-hmm. period. You can trademark colors. You can trademark sounds. Uh, if you look into bigger brands, there's some really creative stuff happening where, I mean, there, there are Verizon stores that when you walk into, they're working on a certain smell that hits you when you walk into a Verizon store and they're working on trademarking that smell. Wow. You wow. can trademark anything so long as that word, phrase, logo, sound, smell, whatever makes you as a consumer associate that with a particular company, a particular source. So I guess that would apply to catchphrases too, like the Zynga from the Big Bang Theory. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and now it, it might take quite a bit of heavy lifting to say that this is a character name that has uh, gotten so much prominence or used in such a way where, you know, a certain property or business should own it, but it is totally possible as long as you've established or can have some evidence for that business source identification. Got it. So how can I conduct a trademark search for my book title or other elements or, or is that something I need to talk to an attorney for? Yeah. So I will say I would highly recommend that you talk to an attorney when you're conducting trademark searches. Uh, There's a part of this that you can do on your own. You can go to USPTO.gov, which is an abbreviation for the US Trademark Office. There's a way to run a free search there, but you have to be careful because as business owners, we've been trained to think about searches in a very black and white way, whether it's because of us looking at domain names and grabbing what we can or filing for a certain LLC name or or getting a social media handle on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. There's this idea that's the case in so much in, in today's business world of if the specific word, phrase, whatever is available, I can grab it. But that's not how trademarks work. Trademark availability isn't like domain name availability. Over 80% of the applications that get filed without an attorney's help get denied. And the biggest reason for those denials is called a likelihood of confusion denial, meaning your your trademark, your business name, logo, slogan, whatever, might technically be different. It might have an S on the end or a Y on the end or a the before it or whatever, but the test isn't, is the exact same. The test is, 
could a consumer see these two trademarks and think they're coming from the same source? Interesting. I, I was an expert witness in a couple of cases that involve trademarks, and they talk about elements of confusion on the internet. So it's very, very interesting. Yes. So, well, you know, whenever I talk to an attorney, the answer is always it depends. <laughs> I know. I try and do my best of, of saying that when it applies and then giving examples of how. But, you know, Dan, I'm seeing your book on the on the screen here. So I want to use this as an example. If if Dan goes through the work of getting write your book in a flash as a trademark, mm-hmm. not only has he called legal divs on that, so he can go after anyone else who writes a book with that title, but because it's a trademark, he can also go after companies that just have book in a flash or write your books in a flash. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things that might not be the exact same, but could be confusing potential buyers, potential readers, he would be, be within his legal rights to go after. And that's part of why trademarks can be so awesome when you have those rights and they can be so scary when you don't have them yet, because you might accidentally be stepping on the toes of another brand. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what rights does a trademark registration provide me as an author? Yeah. So it's very interesting. Again, the legal world and trademark specifically, a lot of this is counterintuitive and there's a lot of legalese that goes into things. I like to think of a trademark registration almost as like a birth certificate for parts of your brand. Um, Because whether you can point to your birth certificate or not, like it's very obvious that you were born at one point in time. A trademark registration doesn't actually give you rights It's just a really strong piece of evidence that you have rights. So technically speaking, the way that trademarks work here in the U.S. is you get trademark rights by being the first in your industry to use that business name, logo, potentially book title, they'll get there. Um, And But it's the trademark registration that gives you a really strong piece of evidence, a really strong proof that you can then use when you're going after people that shows I have a really good faith claim to saying I was the first one to use this. Got it. Uh, you know, I was, I was going to ask you about what are the steps that an author could take to get a trademark. Uh, but I think that goes along the, the, the same answer as looking for the registration. Um, it, it's something that an attorney can do for you. Um, I'm guessing that's your answer, but I don't put words in your mouth. Is are there things that attorneys uh, are there things that authors can do to get their trademark themselves, or is that uh, going to wind up being rejected as well? Good question. So I, I do have a, um, a a DIY course that that my team and I have created. We've had over 200 business owners go through it. It's called Power Brand. And Dan, I'll give you a link uh, you can share with your audience on this, or you can book a call with us at IndieLaw.com slash call and we could walk people through it. But as long as you're a U.S. citizen, you're technically able to file for a trademark on your own. And we created this course so that you can go through the course and file your application in about three hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the I say that because there's really two major steps to the trademark process. The first is conducting a really strong search to make sure that you're not just wasting your money by filing something that's going to be doomed for failure because it's too similar to something else. And then the second step is filing the application itself. And 
I, I want to simplify things at that level because one of the biggest mistakes that we see business owners making is they do take time to do some type of a trademark availability search. And then they just rest easy and think, okay, I'm okay. I'm fine. Maybe I'll take that next step and submit my application later. Unfortunately, we've seen time and time again where people wait, circle back with us months, maybe years later. And then when we run a search again, it's no longer available. It's it's now too similar to something that's registered. So mm-hmm. as, as you're starting to run these searches, just keep in mind that they all have an have an immediate expiration date. And so the sooner you file after you search, the better. Great point. Um, how can I enforce my trademark rights if someone is infringing on them? Well, so that's the other great thing. Like I said, when you get that trademark registration, that's really strong evidence, right? And a trademark registration is evidence that a lot of online website platforms will respect. So for example, if your book is on Amazon and you have a registered trademark that's tied to your book, you'd likely be really successful in reporting it to Amazon, showing them the paperwork of, hey, this is a registered trademark of my company. I own it. And then they will respect that registration so much that they might take the other listings down. I'm wondering... Do you have to put the TM mark in a book title on Amazon or on your book cover or somewhere inside your book on, say, the, the copyright page? Uh, what, what do we have to do to show that we own the, cop, the trademark? Good, good question. And and you're, you're right to be talking about that TM symbol. Um, there's also that circle R symbol that shows that it's a registered trademark. Um, and I, I will say... As someone who is now a trademark lawyer, I can never go to a sports stadium again without my brain looking at all these different logos and trying to see the TMs and the circle R's everywhere. (laughs) But there's a huge difference between those two types of symbols because I'll answer this and then I'll get to your question, Dan. But the, the TM symbol, all that that means is that you have common law trademark rights, that it's not registered. You don't even have to apply for a trademark registration to start using the TM symbol. One of my biggest pieces of advice for a, a business owner that knows the importance of trademarks but hasn't taken steps on it is to just slap that TM symbol where you can on things because most people and most business owners don't understand the difference. Mm. And then you can't use that circle R until you get the trademark registered. Got it. I'm, I didn't know that, and I'm sure many people listening didn't know that mm. either. Very interesting. Joey, well, I'm sure people are wondering, what are the costs involved in obtaining and maintaining a trademark? Yeah. Well, is it okay with you if I answer that question in the context of being like a a book author? Sure. Okay. Because like like we alluded to in the beginning, technically speaking, you can't even trademark a book title. But there are some workarounds to this. And so one is you can't trademark a book title because it's a single work, but you can trademark a book series. So potentially what you could do is you could say, okay, I'm going to actually turn this one book that I have that I want to trademark the title of, I'm going to make it more into a series where I'm going to do it in such a way where maybe it's the, the subtitle of these different books are technically going to be different. Or I'm going to have one that's, 
like the law firm owner edition or the edition for this type of audience or whatever. So you could do that and there could be costs associated with that. And the other easier way of trademarking the book title is to elevate your book title so that it's more than just your book title. So that could mean creating a podcast with the same title as your book, uh, creating just a keynote presentation, a, a type of workshop that's like your flagship title that you do all the time, elevating it to a slogan or motto of the company as a whole, or uh, even creating something like an online course with the book title. All of those are things that elevate the title of the book to be more than just the title of the book. So I say that because there could be, especially in the context of wanting to call legal dibs on your book title, there could be those extra costs of doing these things so that it's trademarkable. Then in terms of actually filing the trademark, you're looking at filing fees of about $350 and up. And that's, even if you file it yourself, you're going to have to pay those fees. It's not refundable, so you don't get your money back if it's unsuccessful. And then there are attorney fees on top of that. Great. Uh, and I guess different attorneys in different states would charge different fees and the complexity of the issue. So we really can't go into the individual price right. for that here. It's so right. individualized. Joey, this has been absolutely wonderful. Joey, tell us, who are your who is your absolute favorite kind of client to work with and how can they get in touch with you? Hmm. We, we love working with business owners that are very committed to their business, to their business growth, that see a lot of potential to their growing brand um, and are also friendly. Um, we, we've at this point filed well over 800 trademark applications. We'll likely have hit our 1000th trademark by the end of the year, which is really exciting. And not only do we get really great just feedback and, and Google reviews from our clients, which is really just respected, but also most of our clients come through referrals. And so um, it, it we we love working with people who see the value in this and want to pass it on to their colleagues. Um, as much as my team and I really feel a sense of purpose and gratitude that we've helped play a role in protecting all these brands, I think we're, we're even more excited that we get to give that gift to our customers and our referral partners and having them feel like they also have a part of that responsibility for keeping their friends and colleagues brand protected. Very nice. And how can they learn more about you? Um, what is your website address? Yes. If you go to IndieLaw.com, you'll learn more about us. You can book a free call with us. We'll help you clarify if, if we think that you need a trademark right now in your business. And if so, you might have multiple trademarks. We can help you clarify which one we should we should prioritize first together as we move forward. Um, and we've also, this is pretty new. We didn't have this last time I chatted with you, Dan, but we have something on our website. If you go to IndieLaw.com slash bundle, we've created a new free legal bundle um, for anybody who goes to our website or just wants some legal protection. We know a lot of people, um, whether or not you're interested in trademarks, uh, you're probably looking for some contract templates that you can install in your business. 
So we've got five or six must-have contract templates that are very easy to swipe and, and start using things like even a really solid privacy policy to put on your website, for example. Um, and we've also got a really great trademark training that you'll get access to in that bundle that takes some of what we talked about and just expands on it. Great. Thank you very much, Joey. Uh, you've, you've given us a lot of great information. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We have uh, just about 200 episodes on our YouTube channel to help Congrats. you write and market your book in a flash. So thanks. Check them out. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.